podcast. I really hope you like it. Oh, let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of my podcast, the Matthew West Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew West. And as always, I really hope you like it. So glad you're joining me today. This is going to be an awesome, awesome show. Uh, but first, I have to let you know, it is 100 degrees in Nashville as I record this. Holy cow. It's been a hot summer, but it's been a fun summer. Why? Because the band and I have been back on the tour bus traveling around the country, getting to play concerts once again. Oh, it's been so much fun. Most recently, uh, we found ourselves in Duluth, Minnesota, which was a lot cooler temperature-wise than Nashville, Tennessee. It was a nice break from the hot summer. The crowd was amazing, too. We got to uh, go to Unity Fest in Muskegon, Michigan. So shout out to Duluth, Minnesota, and Muskegon, Michigan, among other cities who've welcomed us. If you've been to a show, I would love to hear what your favorite part of the show was. Be sure to hit me on socials. Do you follow me on Instagram at Matthew J. West or Facebook at Matthew West Music, I think? I don't know. But uh, anyways, it's been so much fun. Loved making music with my band and uh, love making this podcast for you. Hey, um, speaking of making things, did you know that I made an eight-part video devotional series called What If? We've been making this the summer of no what-ifs, and we wanted to create some devotional materials just to help encourage you uh, to discover more what it looks like to live a no what-if, a no-regret kind of life. So if you haven't signed up for those, there's still time to do so. I think we're in week five, but go ahead to popwee, P-O-P-W-E dot org, or you can head to the official Matthew West podcast page, matthewwest.com slash podcast. But if you want to hear more about my ministry, popwee.org is the place to go. You can sign up to start receiving a free weekly email devotional. It's a gift from our ministry to you. So be sure to sign up for those at popwe.org. Okay, let's get into today's show. Are you ready for this? My guest today just released a brand new duet version of my song, What If, with me last week. We just premiered it on Friday. He's an amazingly talented hip-hop artist, someone who I've become a huge fan of. After hearing his story, I became an even bigger fan. This guy loves Jesus. He's a world-class talent. And he's on a mission to create a different kind of music, create his own lane, really. And I believe the Lord's going to use him in a powerful way. So I was so excited to feature him on this new version of What If. You're going to get to hear our version of that later in the show. But for right now, let's go to the story house with my new friend, Lathan Warlick. Lathan Warlick. It's an honor to have you here at the studio. Dude, it's a blessing to be here with Matthew West, man. This it's studio dope. is called The Story House. Yeah. We call it The Story House because I'm passionate about people's stories. Yeah. And uh, whether it's making a record or putting a podcast episode out, yeah. I love the chance for people to share their stories because there's power yeah. in our yeah. stories. And I got the chance to hang with you today, and I could already tell, like, there's a lot of power yeah. in your story. There's power in your voice, too. <laughs> you are so gifted. Dude, I appreciate that, Matthew, bro. Coming from you, like a vet like you, like in everybody at my church used to listen to you, bro. <laughs> Hearing you say that is like, oh, snap. D. Matthew West is telling me that I'm good. Dude. 
dude. Oh, dude, that's well, a blessing. And you're telling me I'm a vet, which means I'm old. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying a vet is in a vet at what I you know, do. I'm just it's kidding. amazing, dude. Okay, so here's the thing. So what brings us together today yeah. is our first ever chance to collaborate on something. Yeah. I got this song called "What If," and somebody sent me your music, and I didn't realize. Okay, let's just start here. How many followers on TikTok do you have? <laughs> just 1.4 million. Just 1.4. I say that because it's like people don't ever know it's like 16 million, but I'm grateful. 1.4 million one. followers on TikTok alone. Yeah, I'm, how, I'm grateful. How did that start? Like, how did that happen? What was the first thing that took off and made you take off on TikTok? Dude, organically. First off, dude, I remember sitting in bed, laying in bed one night, and I wanted to do something different when it came to this music stuff. And so TikTok was, at the time, TikTok was called Musical.ly. It was yes. Musical.ly at the time. Yeah. And I think Musical.ly actually bought TikTok out. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So I remember laying in bed one day and I, I was asking God, I, and I was doing hip hop hardcore. Like I was doing it like, um, but I wasn't doing it to where it was like talking about like, you know, money, drugs and all this stuff. But I was doing it to just try to help the guys in my neighborhood to help them understand like, yo, just because you live, it don't mean that you have to live the life like this. Wow. You know, so as I'm sitting right there in the bed, I, I remember asking God, I said, I want to do something different, God. Like show me a different vision. I want to do something different. And I laid down and I remember having a dream of getting up and making uh, um, TikTok. That's when TikTok really started getting new. And I had a dream of making TikTok. And I told God, I remember asking God, I said, okay, look, God, man, give me one good song from the top 10 billboards. I don't care what it is. Give me a good song and um, let me, allow me to like do something with it, with TikTok somehow. Like to rap over it? Or? Yeah, yeah. Okay, just okay. just to do something okay. with it. Because I wanted to get outside of just hip hop. You know what I mean? Yeah. And dude, when I went on there, dude, it was like, I think like the number one song was Louis Capaldi, Someone You Love. Yeah. That, um, I think it's it used I mean, to be yeah. in Someone yeah, You Love. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> now it was different. When I did it, I was like, oh man. I did ask, but okay. I said, Lord, you know what? If I'm going to do this, man, just send one person, one or two people to my inbox. You know what I'm saying? Right. And just so I can minister to it, just so I can just talk to about, like, just about you. I want to I want them, I want to introduce them to you. And I remember getting up in the middle of the night, and I did that song, uh, Louis Capaldi, uh, Someone You Love, because that was, like, at the top charts then. It was a smash. Yeah. So what I did was I got on GarageBand, and I went to YouTube, and I went to um, a YouTube Converter, and I grabbed the song off of YouTube and I put it on there and then I cut it. And I used the instrumental and I hooked it up to uh, Someone You Love. I took the chorus off of there and I put the instrumental together at the end. And so I was like, I want to do it like this. Since people know this song, I want to do it like this. So I took the uh, Someone You Love uh, chorus then I took the instrumental and I just connected the two. And when I, when I did that, I printed it off as an MP3 on GarageBand. That's and I said, genius. you know what, dude, let's, I want to freestyle to this joint. And so that's what I did. And when I freestyled to it, dude, I remember waking up and seeing like um, my first one million views. No way. Yeah. I remember waking up seeing like my first one million views on this doggone uh, uh, Louis Capaldi song. Unbelievable. And I didn't even know the guy. I didn't even, yeah. none of that. And then even after I did that, dude, he reached out to me on he Twitter. He did? Yeah. On Twitter, he was just like, yo, this is dope. So he he liked what you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely, unbelievable. Definitely. I got to go back it was and like, find that. He, he, it was I remember doing two songs like that. It was the Someone You Loved, and it was another one that, uh, my, well, how did the song go? 
My last made me feel like I'm something inside myself. And oh, not yeah. To. Yeah, it was I'm that drawing, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the guy that reached out to me. I can't even think of how the song went now. It been a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, so the artists themselves were hearing what you were doing, yeah, and they yeah. were flipping out. Yeah, it was that guy that reached out to me, the one that <laughs> so sung that cool, song, man. You know, not Louis Capaldi, but that guy that did it. And that's when I knew then, like, okay, this is different. This is so different, and I love it what because a great I'm idea. actually taking. And that's what God, the vision of God, gave me was like, be relevant to what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because once it seemed like once older artists start to just kind of stray away and do their own thing, yeah. even though they are great and they're big and they're nice artists, but it's like. If it's like if you don't stay hip to what's going on in 2021, right. then it's like you start to lose this, this generation. Yeah, you lose your relevance. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I did when I went on there. I was like, I want to see what's relevant to TikTok right now. And that's what that's what made me relevant. You know what I mean? Well, and, and so I started taking songs yeah. that they had on TikTok. That were now trending going, already. Yes. So I would take the trending songs, like the top 10 trending songs. And I go by one at a time, like, okay, this one's trending, this one's trending. And I did the same thing. And just you would just write your own verses. Yep, and just get on there and do it, and just take a sip of water and go straight off. Now, the dome. when you say freestyle, like, is that like legit freestyle off the top of your head? How much of it is where you get some time with a track? So we just did, and I can't wait for the world to hear <laughs> this version of what, what if, if, like if, what you've wow. just done. So we sent you a track. Yep, and you heard the message of the song, and then what you created. I just got to tell you, like, we were out in the, in the main part of the studio listening. Yeah. You couldn't see us, and we couldn't see you. Yeah. But I was freaking out the first time I heard what you did. It was so well done and so inspired. How does your process go? Like, how does that happen for you? You hear this piece of music. Yeah. And dude, as soon as y'all sent me the, uh, the track over, I remember getting in contact with your team, and I was like, hey, is there any way possible that he can send me the track? But if not, it's cool. I'll work with it when I get to the studio. No, you know, I was just so excited to work with you, bro. Oh, like, man. It was just like, I don't care what we do. I'm honored. We guys. are working together, and we're going to do it. We're going to make it work. <laughs> but when you sent me the track, dude, my process was I never listen to the song until I'm, I get into my headspace to where I have no distractions around me. That way I can, because I, I like to turn off the light for some reason. I like to, I like it like kind of dark in the room. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I feel like I'm there in the music with the music. You're focused. Exactly. Wow. So I can create. And the thing about me is when I hear a song, I go with the first thing that my mind is processing. I don't let my mind wander off the start to process something else. Because mm. before I come in anyway, I just pray and ask God to, you know, be my tongue to speak through these tracks. You know what I'm saying? And when I do that, it's like, if I'm asking him to be my tongue, the first thing to come off my tongue, that's what it's going to be. Be my tongue. That is, yeah. that's a prayer. Sure. I'm going to start praying. That's powerful. That's that's so, it. okay. So, Lathan Warlick, you, tell me where you grew up. Dude, I grew up on um, in Jackson, Tennessee. In Jackson, Tennessee. Yep. Now, you're a, a husband? Yes. Husband. You're a father? Yes, dude. Of? Two. Two boys, right? Two boys, dude. So, I got two girls. You've got two boys. We, we could probably, like, swap stories because our experiences are probably completely different, right? Yeah, yeah. For sure. And how dude. old are your boys? They are seven and four. Seven and four. And yeah. so tell me about the area of Jackson, Tennessee you grew up and the community you grew up in because you shared with me a little bit about how you first got started with the desire to make music and why. And I thought it was really powerful. Yeah, definitely, dude. So I grew up in like a poverty area. Uh, it was known for its gang violence act and, and crazy activity, you know. And um, a tragic event had took place in my life. It led me to understanding who Jesus was. I wanted to know who God was. I wanted to know who Jesus was. And when I got into doing that, when I started actually looking and following, trying to trying to see who God was, then he gave me that revelation. When I gave him my heart, then he gave me that revelation, man, and start to kick off, start doing music. 
you know. And when I started making music, dude, I only was making music for like the people in my neighborhood to listen to. Mm. I was just trying to make music to show them like this is not just because you live here, you don't have to go through life like this. Like you don't have to die here just because you 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 grew up here. You know what I'm saying? Like so, there's a better way. Yes, there's a better way to life, you know? I mean, besides just toting guns and carrying guns and stuff. Well, man. what showed you, like, one of the questions I always ask when I have a guest on the show is I talk about, it's a cheesy name, but I'll say, like, it's a blue couch story. And what I mean by that is, like, my mom had this blue couch in our house. Yeah. And when I was 13 years old, I sat down on this blue couch and I turned on the television and yeah. I found uh, this preacher, Billy Graham, doing a Billy Graham, Billy Graham. crusade. You know what I'm talking <laughs> he is about, lit. right? I love Billy Graham. Yeah, and uh, he was preaching, but that became a moment for me where, like, I asked Jesus into my heart. My faith became real to me. Up until that mm. point, I was a preacher's kid, but I wasn't really focused on, like, the thought, wait a minute, like, God wants to have a personal friendship with me. So yeah. that was a really profound moment in my life that I'll never forget, like a Dude, turning that's amazing. point. So I love asking people, like, what was that moment in your life where your faith became real to you? So you're growing up in a rough part of Jackson, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Like, did your parents take you to church or or what was the, yeah, what was that did. moment for you? They did, dude. I remember them taking me to church and I remember getting saved. Well, I didn't know what it was, though. The only thing I seen was people <laughs> going up to water and getting, and getting dipped in water. So I was like, ooh, a pool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So at 12 years old, I remember walking up to the pool and just like, okay, I'm fixing to swim. You know? And they was like, okay, we're going to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And they just go in and go up. And I'm like... Think I'm, I'm done swimming? I think I'm done. You know, so to me, when I had did that, I wasn't understanding the full thing of what was going on. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then it was like a tragic event took place in my life in 2011, man, outside of a nightclub where um, a guy had a 45 caliber pistol, a gun, man, pointed to my face. I can remember when this guy had this gun pointed to my face. I remember when um, his friend was standing beside him. He kept telling him, he was like, man, shoot him. You know, shoot him, man. Oh, kill him. Man. Kill him. Like, And I'm literally standing right there doing my back against the wall. And I can always remember my grandma and my mama saying if I was ever in a time of need, then just call on God. Oh, wow. Like literally, while I'm sitting right there my back against the wall. I remember looking up and I'm looking at these guys and I asked God, I said, I hear a lot about you. I said, but man, if you real, then just show me who you are. Like if you real, I said, if you real like everybody else say you are, then man, just show me. Can you show me? You know what I mean? And so this guy got a 45 caliber pistol pointed to my face and his friend was kept telling him, shoot him, man, shoot him. He was like, go ahead, man, ain't nobody around here but us, bro. Just go ahead and shoot him. Go ahead and kill this guy. And that guy looks at me and he was sweating bullets. So I knew he would pull the trigger. Not only was he sweating bullets, but he was shaking. His hand was shaking. And dude, when he was his hand started shaking, I remember him looking at me and he looked at his friend. He said, man, you want me to shoot him? And I knew then like, oh, man, dude, my life is done. My life is gone. You know, and this guy looked at me, dude, and he pulled the trigger. And when he pulled the trigger, the gun clicked. And when the gun clicked, the guy that he was standing beside it took the gun out of his hand. And when he took it out of his hand, he cocked it back and a bullet ejected out of the gun. And he was like, man, you don't know what you're doing. Let me do it. Let me show you. Oh, man. And he drew down when he drew down a car hit the corner right where we were standing there and the lights from the car had shine on, shine on and it scared the guys. And so they, they ran? Was just like, oh, yep. And they took off running. Oh, man. You know? But even then, I was still like, yeah. Like, I was thinking to myself, like, hey, I can't be touched. Because I didn't I, I was, I didn't understand what I just said. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm walking away like, dude, I can't be touched. I'm good. And wow. it was just at that moment, that's when I felt the first time me feeling the power of the Holy Spirit. Because I felt like something set on my shoulders to where I couldn't walk away from that that little bitty section that I was at. 
I felt like something set on my shoulders to where I couldn't even walk away. And when it set on my shoulder, it was so heavy, it was weighing me down. Mm. And now I'm weeping. I'm crying for no reason. I'm, and I'm, I remember looking down like, dude, what in the world is going on with me? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And I was, and tears was falling out of my eyes so much that I got turned around because I'm trying to wipe my eyes and trying to wipe the tears away from my eyes. And I got to walking back to where I was just standing at. And when I walked back to where I was just standing at, dude, God led me to where where the guy had ejected the bullet out of the gun. Dude, it was the bullet sitting on the ground. And I remember picking the bullet up, and that's when the Holy Spirit was speaking to me, was just basically saying, like, dude, it's an indent on the back of the bullet. The lead didn't come off of the bullet, because I want you to know, because I knew a lot about guns. And so the Holy Spirit was telling me, like, before you go telling people that this gun jammed, this hammer hit the back of this bullet. It's just me. When you called on my name, I just saved you. Come on. You know what I'm saying? So, and that was my turning point. Like, okay, this dude, really, he, he really speaking. Like, this is some real life stuff. I didn't tell nobody that story for a long time. That because was I your... knew, Yeah, and then I knew my guys, dude. I knew my guys would be like on some retaliation type stuff. I definitely didn't want that type of friction, you know? And that's how it started. I ended up there because I was a dancer at first before I started doing music. Wow. So I wanted to go to the club to celebrate because we dance in clubs, you know? Wow. And come to find out dude even at the club man it was like a fight had broke out and i was just trying to get my guys out the club you know i'm just trying to spread people out and trying to get my guys out the club and tell them let's go man let's go to another club like we don't have to be here i just want everybody to get home safe you know what i'm saying and then once that happened like i'm trying to shove my guys in the car these two guys walking up on us and they trying to get a guy that was trying to get in my car unbelievable and they took off running after me and that's why i ended up at um, during this story like, and they was literally finna kill me. Like, not even knowing who I was, dude, they was literally just finna murder me right there. So you didn't tell anybody about that story for a long time. Yeah, no. But no. what took place in your life that night, not only your life being spared, but that picking up that bullet and feeling like I was showing you, like, I'm the one yeah. who yeah. stopped that bullet. Like, he was saying, I've got more in store for you. Exactly. I got a plan for you. Dude, that's exactly what it was. And so you you start writing songs and performing them for your friends, or how, tell me about those first times that you're creating these songs because you're a gifted lyricist. I could tell first line in of what I heard you. I gave you no instructions, no. I mean, right? <laughs> I because I want. Yeah, bro. I know what it's lit. like to create, and I know like I know how much freedom you need as a creator to really feel free. Yep. Right? Yep, you're right. And so I didn't right. want I wanted you to hear this song and then like I wanted Lathan to do what Lathan does. Yeah. And you clearly did, but I could tell and AJ, uh, my producer, right away. I mean, we knew you were gifted just from hearing your music that you've already released, which we're gonna post a link to all of your music that's already out so people can go find it because they oh, gotta dang, go dude, find it. Up. And now of course that. you've that's got good. a record deal and like awesome yeah. things are happening for you. Yeah. And uh only one point four million followers on TikTok. Oh, but but so talk about like the first you said you started making these songs because you were trying to it was your way of reaching out to your friends to say, hey, there's more to life to life than yeah. this. You were trying to it really essentially stop the bullet for them the way God stopped the bullet for you. Exactly. Right? I so, never heard it like that. That is so dope. So talk about like what was that like? Like how did you sit down and and oh, dude, it put wasn't, these songs together? What, what how yeah, does your it, process work like that? Of course, when I started doing it at first, that word like got out so much. When that happened, and I started telling my story about that, like the word on that had got out. started to spread. Yeah, it got out so much, you know, in my neighborhood. And that's when I knew, like, okay, it's time for me to do something different because they're watching. 
Like, how are you going to... How are you going to be different? Exactly. Wow. How are you going to... This is a chance to be different. Like, how are you going to respond to what just happened and people around you know about it? You know what I'm saying? So now I started to respond with, like, I love that guy. Because what people don't know, well, I haven't told a lot of people, is, like, about five months after that incident, I walk in the store and I see the same guy. No way. Yep, I see the same guy. Me and my guy, he was... My guy actually pointed to me and was like, yo... And it was just like, but I had already gave my heart to Christ. I gave my heart to the Lord. Bro, when he seen me, he walked in the store and seen me. It's like he seen a ghost. Wow. He was just like, and I walked up to him, dude, and I put my hand out. I shook his hand. No way. And I said, what's up, bro? I said, man, I'm late. And I said, listen, I know what you're thinking. I put my hand on his shoulder, and I said, I know what you're thinking, dog. I said, no, it ain't nothing like that no more. I said, bro, listen, what you did to me, bro, you changed my life forever. You know, and I said, and God just straight up intervened in my life. And I just want to tell you about him. I said, that's what it was for me, man. So I said, so you ain't ever got to, when you see me, you ain't never got to worry about nothing. You ain't, because I'm already protected. What what did he, how did he respond to that? Oh, he put his head down. It was just like, he kind of dropped his head and kind of walked out the store, you know. And I seen him a couple of times after that. You know what I mean? You spoke grace to him. Yeah. And it was just like, what's up, bro? You're like, what's going on, dude? No way, man. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and, and there was a turning point in my life. So even with me doing that, it was like God was showing me, like, Lathan, let me hear you from this process. Because he, he knew I was still dealing with something, too, in my heart that was like, okay, I, I got away from that, but what if I see them again? I need to keep my gun on me just in case I see these guys again. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And he's like, he confirmed me. He sent the guy back to the store just to confirm it with me, like, calm down, yeah. be peaceful, and I'm going to make peace with what's going on. So it sounds like you you were on a mission to make peace everywhere you went. And yeah. what's funny, it's not funny, but it's like, just even the, you know, look, I'm sitting here talking to you going like, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, a long way from the type of streets where like there would be a pressure to feel like I have to carry a gun if I'm going to make it home. So yeah. like your experience and my experience, like I can't even relate to that experience, but it really was something that was a huge choice for you to decide not to carry a gun, right? Yeah, yeah, like, for sure. So talk about that a little bit. Like, just, I mean, you were literally going counterculture knowing that you were putting yourself at risk. But to yeah. have the courage to do that, did that come from that moment where you felt God spared your life? Oh, like, yeah. Did that fill you with a... Exactly. Now, it's like when you start to understand Jesus, you're still trying to understand him, even when you give your life to Christ. Yeah, you don't have it's, it all figured out. No, you don't. Right. And so that's what I thought. It, it, like, when you change, when you when you get baptized, you're rebaptized perfect. again, yeah, you come out, it's like, <laughs> what? You know, you get the halo behind you, you got the whole horses in the sunlight, yeah. you know. So I, that's what I thought. But then I was thinking I, w- I wasn't worthy enough because I kept messing up. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm still, because I got, I did that, but still went around the same people. And they still doing the same stuff. You know what I'm saying? And I remember sitting around with these guys one day and just thinking to myself, like, yeah, what are we going to do? Like, I don't want to sit here and just smoke and drink and sit in this alley and chill. And we tote guns. Like, I don't want to do this. We waiting on somebody to come. I don't want to do this. You know, and I, I, that's what that was a real turning point in my life. Wow. Then. To step away from To that. step away. To step away from that. Did you lose friends? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. God, when you follow God, you're going to lose friends. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't understand the, the, the walk with, 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 that you have with Christ. So I lost a lot of friends. Did you have some friends, though? Like, I mean, the yes. impact that you've made, even on the guy who you saw in the grocery store and said, yeah. man, hey, you know, you don't have to worry. Like, you made an impact on his life. Yeah, and this was months later, almost a year later. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like he still remembered me. Yeah. But I knew he was only making a decision because of somebody else he was around. This ain't what he really wanted to do. You were able do. to see it for what it really was. I really, I really was. Because he was shaking. If you was a killer, you would have killed me. 
You know what I'm saying? Like if people in the hood right. know, like if you a killer, you I mean, you just gonna anybody pull the trigger, right? But in, no and then, conscience, no exactly, nerves. exactly. But and you then, could see it in his eyes that mm-hmm. he was scared. Yeah, and anybody's scared to pull the trigger. You know, fear would make you pull the trigger. Wow. Straight up, you know. So, and and I knew that in his eyes and in his, his hands, he was shaking and just sweat start coming out of anywhere. And he's just second guessing himself like, oh, knew man, it, should yeah. I, should I? You know, so it, I knew it wasn't really a lot of what he had to do with, you know what I mean? I felt like it was like the enemy really trying to take me out because he knew I was going to be in the studio with Matthew West. <laughs> All Straight these up. years you know later, I mean? like, come seriously, on. I really feel like that. Well, more importantly, too, he knew, you know, you were going to go on to marry your high school sweetheart. Man. And now you got two boys that you're yeah. raising. You're raising them to serve the Lord and know yeah. that they've got a great purpose attached to their life. That I mean, is. Talk about a legacy that you're that you're just getting started leaving yeah. behind. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. powerful. It is. And man. so to go from like, all right, you're trying to make it this music just to speak to a really small group of people. Yeah. One of the things I love, and we have that in common. I think a lot of music makers do is that. Like when I first started making music, it was I was on a college campus and I wasn't thinking about a hit song on the radio or playing a sold out show or anything like that. I was thinking about this group of people that I knew I was going to have the chance to have an audience with and I just wanted to impact them. And so for me, it was getting called into the fraternity house to play you know, after the party, they would bring yeah. in the guy with the guitar to play music and they were all drunk, but they liked my music. And I was like, Hey, this is an opportunity for me to like be a light straight up in this, in, in a dark spot, in a dark spot. And, but that was my focus. It wasn't, Dude, that is so lit. it wasn't a record deal. It How wasn't, was it? Let me ask you this. How was it playing <laughs> with, with, with a bunch of drunk people? <laughs> <laughs> well, so what was funny is like, here I am, I'm like singing songs about Jesus yeah. But they just hear it as like a love song. So they're just trying to like hook up, right? Oh, but, wow. But they, I could see that they were telling there's something different about this music, yeah, right? Yeah. It feels like a very similar thing to what you were saying. It's like you talked to me before we started even recording how your goal was like never to beat somebody over the head with Jesus. Yeah. Right? But just sure. to like talk about real life and yeah. to be a light. And love on them, right? And love at. on them, right yeah. where they're at, and that's exactly what it was like for me. But mm. there was also a temptation too, like yeah, to be a light in a dark spot. Like there's going to be that same temptation that maybe you felt, where like yeah. you ha- you went down in the water, you came up, and but your friends are still living a different way, mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of shame that comes with that of going like, well, wait, how do I actually make? I've had a heart change. Now yeah. how do I yeah. make a life change? Exactly. Right? And so, I mean, I'm, you know, here I am playing at these fraternities and it's like, I'm trying to be different, but there's sometimes you don't want to be different. Right. Yep, and so exactly. I think that's been a, a big process for me. But, but I remember those moments where I realized like, this is the definition of like being in mm. and not of yeah, the yeah, world. For sure. Hey, my friends, you know, from time to time, I'm going to get the honor of sharing with you about something that I think can help you in the story of your life. Now, we're all going to need help at different times in our lives. Uh, We might be tempted to isolate, though, when we need to talk to somebody. Some of us are scared to see a counselor or to have some accountability or somebody speaking into our lives. Plus, the enemy will try to make us believe, well, nobody's going to understand what you're going through. So instead, just keep going through your life saying, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Hey, I'm fine. When you know deep down that you're not. Did I just describe you by any chance? Well, if so, I want to let you know about BetterHelp. BetterHelp 
will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect in a safe and private online environment. This is so convenient. You can actually start communicating in under 24 hours. It's not self-help. This is professional counseling, and we all need that in our lives. You can send a message to your counselor anytime. You get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free if you ever need to change counselors. This is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. They've got a broad range of expertise available as well, which may not be locally available where you live. So that's a huge advantage here with BetterHelp. Licensed professional counselors who are specialized in areas of depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, the list goes on. Anything you you share is confidential. It's convenient, professional, and affordable. You can check out all the testimonials of people who've been impacted greatly by BetterHelp. They're posted daily on their site. Now, this is not a crisis line, but in fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Listen, I want you to start living a happier and more fulfilling life today. As a listener, you're going to get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash MWP. Join over 1 million people who've taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MWP. You know, when my wife and I first started out and getting married, having babies, the last thing on my mind was setting up a trust or a will. You know, life's going great. What could possibly go wrong? And then a trusted friend sat me down and really forced me to realize the importance of securing my family's future. And I am so glad that I did because the peace of mind that came from that was just really a game changer. And that's why I want to encourage you to do the same. You may be just starting out, buying a home, having babies, saving money, whatever it may be. I want you to secure your family's future. Put that on your to-do list today, would you? By establishing a will or trust at trustandwill.com. At trustandwill.com, setting up an estate plan is simple, convenient, and secure. For as little as 39 bucks, you can nominate guardians for your children, determine who gets your stuff, and plan for future medical care, all from the comfort of your home. Again, this is stuff we might not want to think about, but it's important to think about it on behalf of our families. Trust and Will documents are designed by estate planning experts and customized for the state you live in. And with live customer support, seven days a week, trustandwill.com's team is available to answer any questions that you have while you're setting up your plan. Hiring a traditional estate attorney, it can cost thousands of dollars. This is $39 and it is a game changer. All right, now Trust and Will is the most trusted name in online estate planning. They're the best. The category leader on Trust Pilot and they've helped hundreds of thousands of people protect their families' assets and legacy. Let Trust and Will help you. Gain peace of mind at trustandwill.com slash west and get 10% off plus free shipping of your customized legal documents. Don't wait. Do this. This is important. Go right now. This is... This is good stuff and important stuff for your family, right? Get 10% off plus free shipping at trustandwill.com slash west. That's trustandwill.com slash west. From growing up in Jackson, Tennessee, from having a life change to having this vision of 
doing this TikTok video. This TikTok video blows up. Now your TikTok followers blow up. Did you get a record deal before your TikTok blew up? Or like, tell me just the order of the steps that have now been taken for you to have an audience much bigger than your neighborhood. And shout out to my management team, dude. Ash, a guy named Ash Bowers, dude. He he got in contact with me. But I thought he was just like a regular, just a regular person that's always just trying to, you know, DM you or something like about music or about where they can take you or where they can get you. Because it's not like when you first get into this music stuff, it's like a thousand people got the right way to go. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like so many DMs, it's just like, hey, I can get you here. Or I can get you there. I can get you there. But shout out to them, man, because um, he reached out to me. And I was just thinking... I got to connect with this guy because right before he reached out to me, I went on a 40-day fast. And when I went on this 40-day fast, dude, he comes in my inbox like the 41st day. Wow. And just be, straight up being like, hey, man, um, I don't know what I can do with you, man, but I, it's something there. I feel like we can pull out something. you know. And this was after like I had um, right when I hit my one million you know, on TikTok. On TikTok, okay. Yeah. So it was like when he came in and he stepped in, and that's when I knew like, okay, this is different. This is yeah. totally different. And then he introduced me to like a bunch of these different labels. What made you do the 40-day fast? Well, it was just a... Um, was that something your church was doing? Your wife did Yeah, that? yeah. And then we do a, like not even... A, if, if the church not even doing it. You know, because the Bible tells you, man, you gotta, you're supposed to fast as much as you pray. You know what I mean? Man. And so since it's like that, it's like in fasting, people don't think like... Like fasting ain't even got to be like a 30-day thing. It can be you can fast for a day from something that you always love, something that you used to do all the time. Like me, sometimes I will fast from my bed, bro. Like if I'm used to being comfortable and always like always going to bed in the same spot or going to a comfortable place to sleep, it's like I can just make myself uncomfortable. So I will sleep on them. Sometimes one day I slept on the floor. Dude. I fasted from my bed and just slept on the floor to be uncomfortable for a night. What told you to do that? I mean, you felt like the Lord put that on your heart? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Because I speak, That's when profound, you speak, what you just said. Like, that is profound. For sure. And most people, and by most people, I mean me, I often lack the discipline to step out and do any sort of a fast like that. And so when I hear you talk about it, like, so matter-of-factly, like, no, this is just a way of life for me and my wife. Like yeah. this is as much of a discipline as our prayer life is. Like yeah, that yeah, that hits sure. me. That hits me on a on a deep level. But That's like I never thought of like fasting from the comfort of your bed. That's interesting. Yeah, cuz it's like it's like knocking you off of your comfort level. Like cuz it's like like you know you got the Daniel fast, you know, with just like no meats and stuff like that. But it's also when God tell you fast as much as you pray. It's like sometimes it's instant stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember driving, using this this like my right hand, just driving down the road. You know what I'm saying? And in this one spot, I always put on my hand, on my on my steering wheel. It was just like, okay, I'm not gonna go from here. I'm gonna drive out the left hand and just do this right here. Huh. But you gotta think, it's like knocking your mind off of the the comfort zone. And if when it ever become hard to you, that's when you start to pray. It's gonna make you pray because it's like okay, I'm supposed to be. Yep. Yeah, I remember dependence. waking up in the middle of the night, bro, being like. Okay, I'm finna get back in my bed, you know? And I was just like, and then that's when I felt the Holy Spirit, like, no, you got a couple more hours. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, and then I was asking the God, like, okay, well, help me, like, be a cushion under my back or something. You know what I'm saying? See, people don't think God like that, man. People don't, like, know that God, like, got a sense of humor. It's not that's like this. Deep. Dude, it's not like this image that the world has persuaded God to be. It's not even like that, man. It's like, I remember one of my guys, he's my mentor. He one of my mentors now. And he moving to California. I hate that he moving. But he moving to California. And he said, um, he called me one day. He was like, man, guess what, bro? I was like, what's up, dude? He was like, 
Bro, the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night. It was a yell in my ear. And he said he woke me up in the middle of the night. And I jump up like, okay, what, what, Jesus, what, Jesus, what, what's going on? Like, help me understand what's going on. And then he said it was just a calm spirit came up here and was like, oh, nothing. And a small laugh. And it was like, huh. oh, okay. And it was like, that's the Holy Spirit telling him, like, I have a sense of humor. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's not like what the word, it's not like, oh, this come heavy, here. Yeah. Yeah. Hush, my Come son. Hither, yeah. No, bro, it's not like that. Come forth, yeah. Exactly, it's not like that. What with, with God and, and, and the Holy Spirit, dude, it's not, it's not like that. What you're describing is is the friendship, is the close proximity mm-hmm. of like yeah. of being that close with the Lord that He's gonna laugh with you, He's gonna cry with you. Exactly. And, but he go through life with yeah, you. Yeah, man, life with you, bro. It's not just a um always a a serious moment. It's it's not just that every single time that you do something. You know, but that comes with 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 time, and that comes with actually getting a relationship. Well, it's a relationship, not a it's a relationship. And what you talk about, you're describing a lot of what you know. The Bible always encourages us to pray unceasingly, Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of times that that's a hard thought. It's like, wait, what does that mean to like pray? Like meaning like never stop praying. It's like, well, how do you? How do you stay focused like that, right? And what yeah. you're talking about is like this active conversation between you and the Lord. Like even what the the little example of just driving in your car, yeah, or or going to sleep in outside of your bed. Although, like, I want to make sure, like, uh, you know, sometimes if you're in the doghouse and your wife kicks you out, anything. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But but I just think that that's a really profound thought of like and a reminder of the encouragement to pray unceasingly and mm-hmm. to realize that like there was an old hymn we used to sing. We sang it at my uh, grandmother's funeral and it was like, and he walks with me and he talks with me yeah. and he tells me I am his own. And I, just, yeah. I always think about that hymn because I'm like, he walks with me. And he talks with me. And just that reminder of like, it just is so much of uh, a highlight of the friend personality. Yeah. Like what a friend we he have. He's a friend, dude. That, yeah. And that's, that's not just a song because he's a friend. And people don't, and a lot of people don't understand that, what's, how much of a friend he is. What's it like to have a wife who shares the same belief in faith? Like, She's in your corner too. Yeah, you're both actively involved in the church. It sounds like she's on the same page as you spiritually, and that yeah, means yeah, everything, sure. doesn't it? For sure. Oh yeah, dude. That that is everything. That is everything. Because if we was unequally yoked, bro, I ain't no way. You know what I mean? Because she definitely wouldn't understand you, the values that I know with Christ, and I definitely wouldn't understand the values of what if she was doing something else or serving some other type of God or whatever. Iron is sharpening iron. Yep, you're challenging exactly. each other. You're holding each other accountable. Yeah. That is it, man. And then we just kind of teaching it to our sons, but in a fun way. You know what I mean? It's just like, okay, let me hear you pray. You know what I mean? Not in the heavy way. No, 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 Not in the shame-based way. No, dude, we're making it fun. We're making it so fun. So that's why they're making it. That's why it it seems fun to them to to know Jesus. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or to to walk with Jesus. Because it's just, it's a fun way of them understanding it. Well, speaking of fun... What's brought us here together today, and I, yeah. I I asked you to stay a little bit longer to do this podcast interview yeah. because I was just like so blown away, not just by your talent mm-hmm. and the verse that you wrote for this song, What If, but just talking to you and hearing like who you are, where you come from. I just knew your story 
your story is going to impact so many people. And it's yeah. going to, I just want to encourage you with that, like far beyond TikTok, like yeah. what yeah. God has planned for you. And, and I love that it's on like relevant social media, like you're having this amazing platform, but the platform is only going to get bigger. And I just want to encourage you just to continue to have that same desire to ask, what did you say? Be my tongue. Yeah, to ask exactly. God to be your tongue because, to and I can tell that that's your prayer because when I hear you speak, I'm going, this is a guy who's spending time with Jesus and that he's making that his prayer. So I'm super excited to hear the music that, that you're going to oh, yeah, continue dude. to put out. But speaking of fun, what you brought to this song, What oh, If. And you brought a different side of me, dude. Dude, you get me. It, it how, was, how did it was, I bring a different side of you? Tell me that. Because the way the music was laid out and the way what you were saying in the music about What If. I was thinking to myself, like, I got to approach this thing. Matthew West straight murdered this thing. I got to come with it. I got to come with it. So I had set all the lights off. I was like, okay, Lord, I'm here. Let's do it. We on this thing together because this guy murdered this song. No. And so, uh, like, and that, and that made me, like, I don't know, like, speed up, slow down, speed up, slow down. That And that, uh, bought, that bought a different flavor of how I usually rap or present my music to people. And it bought it, and I loved it though. Man, the like, people yeah. are gonna flip when yeah. they hear your verse. Like, I mean, I, love it, man. I don't. I was like, I'm not cool enough to have oh. this happen <laughs> on my song. I'm like, this is unbelievable. And shout out to uh, AJ, uh, yeah. our producer, who put uh, that track together. He put lit. that track together, yeah. and then to find out that your producers are guys that I have known and loved for a long time. They used to be yeah. in a band that we toured with. So, for sure. For man, sure, for Lathan, sure. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for uh, for being a part of this song, What yeah. If? And I think the world's going to be impacted. Here's my last question for you. We just did a song about having no what ifs and about living life. It says, like, what if today's the only day I got? Yeah. And then I get to hear you share about a moment where you wondered if maybe it was your last moment on earth. Yeah. So when you have a moment like that happen in your life, it changes you forever. It do. And your answer to this question might be different than anybody else that I ask is, what does it mean to you to live a life with no what ifs? How do you accomplish that? That question is really deeper than what I can even kind of imagine from the stuff that I've been through. You know what I'm saying? Mm. In life. Because it's like, um, I look at life like, I don't even supposed to be here. Mm. But in reality, God got me here for a purpose. I know that. But I look at life. I live like, like I don't even supposed to be here. Wow. You know? So, and people took that the wrong way, too, when I said that one time on an interview. And it was like, well, no, you're supposed to be here. You're supposed to be here. But I was just saying it in a sense of, I look at life like I don't even, oh think, yeah, you know, like, yeah. dang, that's crazy. I, I shouldn't even be different. here. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, it's like, man, I don't live like that as far as, like, um, with, the, with the what ifs. Hmm. You know what I mean? Hmm. I can't live with the what ifs because it's just like a... Um, um, God got me here for a purpose and I'm going to continue to follow that purpose. I'm going to continue to run with that purpose no matter how it look, no matter who, who rocking with me, no matter who's standing beside me, I still got to walk with the vision that God has given me and that's God, love, and unity, man. God, love, and unity. God, love, and unity. Glue. Yep, glue. I'm All excited right. about it. Are we going to see some merch that says that sometime? It is, dude. We are. We are getting merch in the play right that, now. Is that your personal mission statement? It God, is. love, and unity? It is. It is glue. Just holding, because it's like about holding everything together. Holding black people, white people, any type of person together, dude. Because I like to bring the world together like that. That's why I started making music. After God told me, okay, like you've made enough music for like the neighborhoods, now it's time for me to give that type of talent to somebody else that's up and coming. Then he took me over to here and was like, yes. now I want you to unify yeah. what's going on. Now you got a black hip-hop guy on CMT, country music television. With Tyler Hubbard from Florida Georgia Hubbard. Line. And I'm not a country artist. Right. Ain't that, that, it's mind-blowing. But it's not impossible for God. 
You know what I'm saying? And that's what people got to understand about what's going on with this whole situation. It goes beyond just the music. That's why I look at life like it goes beyond just the music. But when you, but when people come to me and just talk about just the music part of it, it goes deeper than that to me. You know, especially when you get into places like this, like when I, like when you sent me the song, and I had to literally sit in there and kind of meditate on what you're saying on the song. It's deeper than music. It's now, it's like now I'm fasting. Got a thing. I cut the light off, so I'm faster from light, faster from me seeing. Always the light whenever I'm, I'm walking into a place. So I cut the light off, and that's a form of fasting because it's like I'm, I'm getting uncomfortable. So now it's like, okay, man, let's record. That's let's do awesome. It. You know. So and that's what you get, man. When you come out of stuff like that, like this, what you get. It's not even. It's not even my doing. It's just like the power that I'm. You know, that God gives me to do it. Well, I really believe that you are carving out a genre that is not limited by any one label that people yeah. might put on you. And sure. I'm excited to see that take shape. And you and I will smile all the way knowing the reason why it's all going to happen. Yeah, It's because nothing is impossible for God. No. And we've had some deep conversations. So this, when we I see mean, each other next time, bro, we on like the... Whatever awards you can think of, we yes. gonna know. Like, hold up, dude. We gonna we gonna hear pause. Let me get Matthew West to come up here right quick. It's like, hold up, he ain't got nothing to do with nothing. But I know that's just my guy, though. So just that's bring him up guy. here. Say well, that. likewise, and uh, we're gonna have to find some live event to perform yeah. this version of What If together. Yeah, I, I will it. not rest until that happens because you just knocked it out of the park. I'm I'm honored to know you. I'm honored to have you join on this song, and, and I'm sure. glad that you could join me on this episode of the podcast. Man, it's gonna inspire a lot of people. For sure, man. It's a blessing to be here. Thank you so much, y'all. Go check out What If, y'all. It's going to be crazy. All right, now it's time for songs from the Story House. Today we're going to feature, you guessed it, the song What If, featuring the new part that Lathan wrote. It's my new favorite part, but I also have to give a shout out to our producer, AJ, who really just kind of reimagined and reinvented the song What If from top to bottom. So hope you guys get fired up when you hear this song, this version of the song. And again, just can't thank Lathan Warlick enough for showcasing his talents, his gifts. I literally sent him the song and then took the lyrics out of a whole section and let him write whatever he wanted to write. And I love what he came up with. The reminder that life is a vapor. Life is brief. And uh, we got to make the most of it. I mean, that's the heartbeat of this song, right? So check it out. Songs from the Story House. Here is me, my song, What If, featuring Lathan Warlick. I've heard them say before to live just like you're dying, yeah. Wish I could say that's how I am, but I've been lying, yeah. Lying in my bed at night one too many times. I'm thinking, what if, what if? My biggest fear is waking up to find what matters Is miles away from what I spent my life chasing after Is my story gonna have the same two words in every chapter? What if? What if? But last I checked this heart inside my chest Is still beating Well, I guess it's not too late What if today's the only I can't go back in 
say is I don't wanna say these words again. What if? What if? But last I checked, this heart inside my chest is still beating. Well, I guess it's not too late. No, no. What if today's the Life is like a vapor, so go ahead and take advantage of what's going on now. Why you still got time to make it He's my dad, and he gives good advice, and that's why today's final section of the show is called Dad Advice. He's my dad, and he gives good advice, and that's why this segment is called Dad Advice. Dad, let's talk about how to make every second count in our lives. We've been talking about no what-ifs. It's a no what-if summer. We've got our teaching series that we're doing, the video devos that go out with our ministry every week. If people haven't signed up for that, they definitely need to at popwe.org. That's the nonprofit that you and I have started just to help people go deeper and discover the healing that can take place in the stories of their lives. So, you know, I, I think making every second count is something that, you know, haunts all of us, right? We're thinking about that. So uh, give us a good word to send us out today. Okay, Paul reminds us of that in Ephesians 5, 15 and 16. Be careful then how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise, make the most of every opportunity. The New King James says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. And then in Colossians 4, 5, Paul repeats it again. Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity, redeeming the time. Matthew, we've been talking about uh, your song, uh, What If? But uh, the other day when I was out for a prayer walk, I had my AirPods in. I called them EarPods at one time and realized that you had shared with me that they're called AirPods. And I was playing your Live Forever album, and there's a song there, 
entitled Live Forever. And some of these songs are still being played on radio. They're, they're awesome. But the words of that song grabbed me. It said some of them, 86,400 seconds is repeated nine times. Make them count, make them count is repeated nine times times. Key phrases in that song, only one life, I'm just passing through, I keep my eyes on Jesus. And we've talked before how repetition is important. When you see something that someone's talking about or in scripture that is repeated more than once, that means you need to pay attention to it. And we do need to pay attention uh, to make every second count. Now, fast forward to your new song and video, What If... What if today is the only day I got? Here's some other phrases. I don't want to waste it if it's my last shot. I should have said lyrics. No regrets in the end. I want to know. I have no what ifs. Three things that will make every second count. One, time is a gift from God. Psalm 139.16, you saw my substance before I was formed. You fashioned the days for me before there were none of them. Rick Warren said, time is a precious gift because we only have a certain amount of it. If you look at something as a gift, you'll treasure it more. And each one of us, everyone listening today, treasure time as a gift Two, teach us to number our days. This is a powerful prayer. Psalm 90, verse 10 through 12 in the NLT, 70 years are given to us. Some will live to 80. Soon those days would disappear and fly away. Teach us to realize the brevity of life. New King James says, teach us to number our days so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. We must be careful to have a mindset that says, I have plenty of time to live, not to have a mindset that I have plenty of time to live. We must be careful to have the mindset that says I might not have tomorrow. My wife and I are a good example of that. We were 24 when we took a small church in the suburbs of Chicago. We wanted to set the world on fire. I wanted to be the next Billy Graham. And now 46 years have passed. Time goes quickly. Teach us to number our days, Lord, and not waste them. And thirdly, redeem the time. The key verse, Paul said, redeem the time because the days are evil. It means to buy back, to regain position of it. Why do we do this? Why do this? Why sense the urgency of Paul's heart? Because the days are evil. In other words, man blew it. They chose evil over good. They chose their way instead of God's way. Here's a good quote. When God says we should be redeeming the time, he wants us to live in constant awareness of the ticking of the clock and make the time we have to make the most of every opportunity. Three things. Time is a gift from God. Teach us to number our days. Redeem the time. 86,400 seconds. Make them count. Make them count. Make them count. What if today is the only day I got? I don't want to waste it if it's my last shot. No regrets in the end. I want to know I got no what ifs. And he's going to be releasing an album of spoken word. He's going to do a spoken word album on my song lyrics. Uh, (laughs) uh, Great, great reminder here. Great reminder here for you today, just to make the most of your time. And and how do we do that? Look to the one who has time in his hands, the one who uh, has planned out your entire life. He has the best plan for you today. Want to start making the most of the time that you've got in your life. Look to him, trust your story, place it in the author's hands and know that he's going to help you redeem the time that's been lost and make the most of the time you've got left. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Matthew. 
Hey, that's our show for today. I want to thank my guest, Lathan Warlick, for joining me, for telling his story, a powerful testimony at that. Be sure to follow him. Uh, he's huge on TikTok, by the way, but he's get, he's putting out music often, and I'm super excited to see what God's going to do through his art and through his testimony, and I'm just honored to, to be a small part of uh, introducing him to the world through this song, What If. So thanks to Lathan Warlock. You can find out more about him at our official podcast page, matthewwest.com slash podcast. Always want to thank my dad for bringing just a great message of encouragement with dad vice. He just had a birthday not long ago and he's still going strong. And uh, so I'm, I'm so thankful for the encouragement. I know you are every week thankful for his dad advice. And he's just encouraging us in a big way and pointing us to scripture all the while. So Thanks for joining me today. Remember, you get one shot at this life, right? Life is a vapor. Life is brief. You get one shot. Make the most of it. How do you do that? Put God first and realize that your story, it may be your story, but you're not the author. It's your story for his glory. God bless you guys. See you next week. Seriously, I, I, I do.